over 100 seasons of collegiate wrestling at Springfield College character, hard workers, thousand dual meet victories. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Springfield College Wrestling Podcast. And for this interview, we are excited to welcome Coach Rob Mendoza. My name is Pankeel Chander, assistant wrestling coach with the pride in my first year uh, with Springfield College Wrestling. And I'm Jim Cation, assistant coach. This is my fourth year with the program, and I'm, I'll be your co-host tonight. Awesome. We are, uh, again, excited and thrilled uh, to welcome our esteemed colleague, esteemed member of our coaching staff, Coach Rob Mendoza. Uh, Rob comes to us from Long Beach, California, where he was a two-time graduate of Cal State Fullerton and uh, did his uh, undergraduate and graduate work in kinesiology with a concentration in sports psychology and uh, went on to uh, obviously be here at Springfield College where he's in his fourth year and a doctoral candidate in the sports psychology program. Uh, Rob has really worked intimately with our guys um, in a group setting, in individual settings, uh, with our guys to enhance their performance in really all aspects of their experience, whether that's um, in academics, on the wrestling mat in training, or in, in competition. Um, and obviously the guys have taken really well to Rob. Uh, they, they absolutely love Rob, and, and uh, we love Rob as well, and we're excited to have him on the podcast. So, Rob, thank you for joining us, and welcome. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here, guys. And like I told you before, uh, it's too bad we can't be on the mat, but mission continues, right, Coach? That's right. Yeah, next best thing. Absolutely. So, Rob, tell us uh, about your experience at, at Cal State Fullerton. Yeah. You know, what, about your background, you know, what has led you to a career path in sports psychology? What has led you to Springfield College all the way from the West Coast? And, and uh, you know, what, what's it been like working with uh, the Springfield College wrestling program and, and our wrestlers in the past year? Yeah, so uh, I was really lucky to attend a school that had a, a really big sports psych program like Cal State Fullerton did, or, or does, I should say. So um, my undergrad experience with sports psych uh, started with me taking an intro to kinesiology class um, at that moment I took the class under Professor Lenny Wiersma who would end up being my lifelong mentor and I continue to see him as a mentor to this day. Um, through that course uh, I ended up taking a couple more sports psych uh, classes uh, one of them being the applied sports psychology class under Tr uh, Dr. Tracy Sattler um, and uh, I have a very fond memory of the first day of class when she asked everyone uh, if you could go back in time to any sporting event where would you go uh, and if you could see the, the painting I have behind me, it's uh, Muhammad Ali versus George Foreman when they fought in uh, Zaire. Um, and so it was through that course that I come, came to understand that uh, sports psych and combat sports weren't really mixing that well. Uh, thankfully, things have started to change, uh, but I decided that I wanted to pursue a, you know, a career in sports psychology, specifically working with uh, combat sport athletes. Uh, so I did my thesis uh, revolving around boxers and attentional focus and, and punching power. Um, and when I finished my master's, I was fortunate enough to be accepted into the program here at Springfield College, where I got to work with uh, individually um, professional fighters, uh, but also uh, I had an opportunity to work with as an internship with the uh, U-17 New England Revolution, which was a huge experience, and then working with the wrestling team, which, uh, which I've loved. And it's been one of my favorite things that I've ever done uh, regarding sports psych. Uh, but working with the team, is, it's been great. Uh, I've learned a lot. Uh, I've got to 
experience wins with these guys. And I, I got, I was right there when, you know, when they took those big losses too. So uh, it's been a great experience and uh, I couldn't be happier with my time here. So coach Rob, thank you so much. And I can't wait to dig into some actionable items that we could uh, bring into our, our game and, and our viewers can take with them. Um, but first we're going to have to take a short break, stay with us. And uh, we'll be right, right coach. And I, um, I appreciate, I appreciate you bringing up those moments that kind of were pivotal to you. You're talking about combat sports. Um, it is evident now that in, in the MMA wrestlers have been able to kind of more or less dominate the field. Uh, you talk about Khabib who has not lost John Jones and even, even Ben Askren and Bellator. Um, what are the parallels that you've seen going from combat sports over to the wrestling field um, in terms of mental performance? Well, um, there's a couple that jump off just, you know, off the top. Um, the first one is weight cutting. Uh, besides, you know, heavyweights who don't really have to worry about, for the most part, um, most of the guys don't have to worry about watching their weight. Uh, that's one of the biggest, I think, parallels that I've seen in my time working with a few professional fighters um, is that it, everyone struggles uh, and they go through some struggles when it comes to cutting weight. You could have uh, the best nutritionist by your side, have the best strength and conditioning coach by your side. It's, you know, helping you get through your workouts and, and monitoring your food, but it's still a struggle to get through there, um, you know, through that maze of cutting weight. And when I think about uh, the fighters that I've worked with and uh, seeing the wrestlers firsthand on a, on a daily basis, um, it, you know, it's a, it's a tough sport and it's a, one of the more, you know, difficult aspects about the sport. Uh, but I'd say that those were the, what's well, one of the first one, the parallels that I see between the two. Um, the other would be the, just the whole idea of you competing against another individual. Um, when you are at training uh, in the restroom day in and day out and getting ready for your weekend competition or whatever day it might be, similar to a, a, an MMA fighter or a, a boxer, um, you're trying to build as many, uh, you know, weapons, figuratively speaking, uh, weapons to take with you into the mat. And I think that, uh, you know, guys and, and fighters in, in, in general do their best to take as many weapons with them uh, into competition. Um, and I think, you know, it's kind of segueing off of that. My, my role uh, with the team, especially with the wrestling team, has been to help the guys get themselves under control so that they can use those weapons that they've learned through, you know, their years and years of training and execute those on the mat when the time, you know, when the time comes or when they, when they best see fit. Absolutely. And uh, we know that last year was your first year working with the Springfield uh, wrestling program. And uh, very quickly, uh, the, the term Mendoza Mondays was coined. Uh, right after uh, having having uh, Mondays blocked out to, to work with our guys, because as we know, uh, the mental aspect of training is just as important as the physical aspect. And and uh, and so as a coaching staff spent a lot of time um, really prioritizing that. Um, obviously, that's an important conversation um, that you've had with guys individually in a group setting. Um, so what are some actionable items that you try to impress upon um, the wrestlers on the team that they can apply in 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 study hall and in, in, in the dining hall in the wrestling room and in competition, what are some actionable items that, um, you know, you want them applying in all, in all facets of their life? Right, man. Mondays were my favorite day of the week uh, last year, for sure. Uh, those are, those are good times. Um, one of the biggest things that I stress to our guys 
um, is the idea of being centered when it comes to their uh, emotions, right? So emotional regulation is a topic that's studied heavily um, in sports psychology. Um, and the, the, the tool or the, uh, I guess the model that I use is I think relatively simple that there's nothing really in depth to it. But if you imagine emotion being on a spectrum, right? So on one end you have, you know, your super angry, frustrated moments. Uh, and the other side you have extreme jubilation and happiness. Um, there is a, I guess, a, a thermometer, if you will, right? So, or, or a marker and, and, and guys are constantly fluctuating through, you know, through this uh, emotional continuum. And one of the things that I wanted to stress to our guys, not only uh, in the practice room, uh, in during competition really, um, but also, uh, you know, to everyday life is the idea of being centered, right? So um, I think it's really easy to see when someone can slide over to the uh, extreme negative side or what we call valence or the the, the strong uh, negative portion of, of this continuum and we can see how negative emotions can you know mess with the person's uh, focus and then their ability to make uh, good decisions um, but on the flip side of that uh, there's extreme jubilation and positive emotions that can also really pull our focus away from what's important during a match and also um, put at risk our, our performance so um we wanted to make sure that guys were really aware of where they lie or where they were during competition or leading up to competition on this continuum. Um, there's a couple of times where having conversations with these guys before, before matches, um, I was able to figure out and they were able, I mean, through their explanation that they were shifting one way or another. Um, and, and that's something that, that happens a lot and you just have to be aware of those. And, and the more that you practice and, and you know, play with this idea, then and the more normal it seems. So when tough competition or, or big uh, important competitions come up, um, it's a normal thing and this is nothing new and it's easier to, you know, to bring on and adapt to whatever your opponent brings to you. But Rob, that's a great point. So you're talking about this continuum and trying to stay centered. Um, I know Russell Wilson, the quarterback on the Seahawks, he has the best uh, quarterback rating of any NFL quarterback right now in the fourth quarter. He, he shines in those comeback situations and those uh, late late uh, game drives he talks about things that happen during during the course of the game not being good or bad but they just are they are the set of circumstances that he has to deal with um, is there any pieces of advice that you give an athlete that are going through the ebbs and flows of a com competition and want to and feel themselves slipping to one side or the other how can you how can they center themselves and really be at the center of that continuum like you're like you're saying right um yeah that's a good point and uh, yeah russell wilson from what i've seen and, and heard is uh is a big proponent of, of the mental game and i think it, it, it's paying dividends for him right uh, going off of his passer rating um but one of the things that the, the first thing that comes to mind if we're talking about emotions has to be the type of labels that you're using on the language uh, to describe whatever it is is going on, right? So, uh, for example, let's say you are uh, an athlete is competing and they are going up against a guy who is a little dirty, uh, maybe is you know using some roughhouse tactics that are, are borderline questionable. Um, things like that have the potential to set off uh, a wrestler or really anyone, right? So, as opposed to you know succumbing to the emotion and using a label like that is or, or a label that's going to describe uh what's going on in an extreme manner just like you said coach about russell wilson just saying that this this just is 
um, we can do ourselves a huge justice by just accepting that this just is, right? Once we start to slide down and, and really focus on our emotion and how we're feeling, that's when we start to run into problems, right? Because once I start to focus on what I'm feeling and what's going on, I'm not really focusing on how can I, you know, turn this match around or how can I hit this single, whatever the move might be, right? So we have, we got to get away from this idea that um, one, that we have to feel good, but two, that our, our feelings and, and emotions mean anything, right? And, and the more that I, I believe, the more robotic we can be, the better we are going to be centered, you know, on this continuum and the, the better decision-making uh, we'll be able to, you know, perform during a match. Awesome. Um, that's, that's, that's a really good point there, Rob. Um, I want to bring up something that we worked on um, that you were emphasizing to the team before our regional tournament. We have a core value as a team called Mission Continues. It's a military term, MC. You know, your failure is inevitable. How are you going to respond? How are you going to go get the next best thing? So you talked about not wrestling, you know, wrestling the next match. Can you expand on what you were, what that message was to the team and, and how it helped um, that successful nine out of 10 region placers for us in 2020? Yeah. Um, you uh, bring up a, a great question, coach, because one of the things that I was taught when it comes to failing, um, there's this quote from one of my mentors. He would always say that losing is not the same thing as failing and failing is not the same thing as being a failure, right? So we wanna be really purposeful with the language that we use. So um, as far as the regional tournament goes, we know that it is a potential two-day tournament, right? One match is not gonna decide one way or another, you know, how your tournament life goes, right? So with that, the idea that as a coaching staff, we try to instill with our guys is that there is gonna be time whether things go well or things don't go well for you, you're gonna have X amount of time to get ready for your next match. And what you do in that X amount of time is gonna be a huge proponent in whether things go well for you or not in the next match, right? So if things do go well, we still wanna reevaluate re what things went well and what things we wanna leave behind and move forward and then carry things with us from the next match, right? Because the idea with that match or that whole, you know, that weekend that we had was that we didn't want guys to be wrestling in one match but mentally still wrestling the guy that we, you know, we wrestled a half hour ago, whatever it would have been, right? So we wanted to meet, be sure that our guys were, you know, purposeful with their time, uh, you know, thought about and, and had some time to themselves to think about what they had to do, uh, talk to you and, and Coach Holder about what they could carry on in the next match. And we wanted to keep moving forward, right? And uh, I, I think our guys were able to buy into that idea and we had a, a successful tournament. Um, yeah, I just want to reiterate one thing you said to our listeners because that I feel it's it's super important. You know, don't wrestle the match that's behind you. You know, you shouldn't be uh, having two opponents when you walk out to the center of that circle, right? That goes for any any other sport. You have to have a short memory, and and I think that you did a great job of delivering that message to our team. Yeah, absolutely. And Rob, I want to kind of circle back to the emotional continuum that you had discussed, right? And, and really kind of honing in on this idea of composure, of emotional composure, right? Um, obviously, there's a lot of examples of that uh, that we saw throughout the season uh, that benefited the team, that benefited results, that benefited our wrestlers' confidence. So what, what is an example of, of emotional composure um, that you saw come to life 
within the team? Man, um, that's a good question. Uh, there's a, uh, there's a, okay. So there's a match that sticks out to me uh, during uh, our regional competition last year. And uh, I'm not gonna say his name, but uh, we had a wrestler who was in the consolation semis. So and if, if he won this match, he would wrestle one more time for the opportunity to go to nationals. And this is, I'm talking moments before his match. Um, he calls me over and he kind of looks at me and gives me like a head nod. So he, he looks at me, doesn't say anything, looks at me and just head nods me. And in my head, I'm, I'm thinking he, he wants something from me. There's something that he needs right now. So uh, I told him a couple things and I tried to be as, as calm and, and coherent myself because I, you know, I am, I'm human and I'm succumbing to the emotions that, you know, of the pressure that's going on with our wrestlers. So uh, as calm as I could, I told him that uh, there was one thing that he had to do and he had to wrestle the first match. And this first match idea is that, um, I, well, what I told him is that if you're thinking about wrestling your opponent right now, you're wrestling the wrong match. And the match that you should be wrestling is against yourself, right? So, and then with that, this is, a, this is also based off of a, a whole season of working with our guys, right? So we'd already talked about self-talk. We'd already talked about relaxation. We had already talked about um, where we wanted to be with our focus, right? So in this moment, it was just reiterating those things and helping him understand that this is stuff that we've already done we just got to get back to it and do it and, and do it right now. Um, and it was a big moment for him. And uh, thankfully it worked out. Um, he was able to win that match and, and go on to nationals. Um, but uh, that, that was one of the, one of the times where we, like you said, coach, you want to talk about composure and sometimes you got to, you know, you got to turn it around quick. Um, uh, that's one of the, the times that stick out to me the most. Awesome coach Rob. So we're just about out of time. We're gonna to go to a segment we like to call one minute overtime. So we're gonna put 60 seconds on the clock. What are some takeaways that you wanna give or actionable items that you can give our listeners, whether they be coaches or athletes to take with them away from this time? 60 seconds, that's not enough time, coach. Uh, I'll do my best. Um, you know, when it comes to sports psych and my really my philosophy is sports psych, um, I, I like to use a lot of analogies in popular culture. And this analogy that I'm gonna use right now, I got it from the movie, The Revenant. Um, and in the movie, The Revenant, there's a scene where Leonardo DiCaprio's character hears this, uh, hears this quote from a, a Native American, I believe. And it's something to the effect of, when, whenever you look at a tree in a, in a strong windstorm, and you look at the top of the tree and you see it swaying, you swear that it's gonna fall over. Uh, but when you, look at its, uh, when you look at its roots and its foundation, you see that it's strong and it's not gonna go anywhere. And when it comes to sports psych and working with athletes, uh, my whole goal is to add roots to these wrestlers and, and, and all the athletes that I work with and, and build on their foundation because times are gonna get tough. Uh, they're gonna come across high level competition, uh, high level wrestlers that you know don't care what they did last year, don't care what they did in high school. They, they want them to, you know, to prove it to them, right? So there's gonna be tough times and, and when an athlete or wrestler can take you know these roots these sports psychology roots with them in the competition it's going to be really hard to topple them over regardless of how strong you know external forces like a wind or a, a regional competition might be so um, if there's anything that I would advise future athletes and future wrestlers it would be to try and grow as many roots 
um, mental skills roots as possible to build your foundation and keep you grounded. So when times get tough, you know, you're not going anywhere and you're going to throw down. Coach Ben, he went a little bit into the ultimate ride out there, but uh, I think we're going to fly. Stall call. <laughs> a little stall call, but I think he won the match. So uh, great job, Rob. That was uh, fantastic. And I know our listeners certainly benefited from your insight and your experience, uh, you know, with our team in, in sports psychology. Um, as we finish out our interview, what is something or how can our listeners get a hold of you? Um, if they want to reach out, if they have any questions, um, what, uh, how can they get a hold of you? Uh, email is probably the best. So rmendozajr at springfieldcollege.edu. Uh, Instagram, rmsportspsych. Um, no phone numbers, though. You guys got to take me out to dinner first before that. So uh, that's it. Fantastic. Well, thank you guys for listening. And we will be uh, back with future episodes with uh, other guests, alumni, coaches, wrestlers uh, in the future. And, and thanks again, Rob, for joining us. Uh, coach Jim, am I uh, forgetting anything? Not at all, Coach. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.